Hi, friends. Welcome to the Faithful Podcast, stories of people who walked by faith and gained a fuller understanding of the faithfulness of God. I'm your host, Stephanie Baker. Thanks so much for listening today. My guest for this episode is one of our dear family friends, Nancy Bull. We talked about how God called her out of living for herself and into a life of ministry and serving others. Nancy's story reminds us of how God will equip those that he calls and how he will grow us through serving others. So here is my interview with Nancy Bull. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, Nancy, you have been, I mean, you've been a part of our family for as my whole life, as le- at least that's what I remember. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> I, I would love for people to uh, maybe hear a little bit about you and um, how, and about your, about your family as well. So just tell us, give us a little introduction to who Nancy is. Okay. Nancy is a me-me, for one. I have six grandchildren. Uh, I have two sons. And I have, do have a husband. Mm-hmm. And I have a 91-year-old mother that lives with me. Wow. And um, we're just a happy camper here. <laughs> <laughs> and I've known the wards for well over 30 years. I can say I changed Stephanie's diaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And uh, the wards have been a blessing to me. Oh, that's sweet. For, and for for those that may not already know, the ward is my maiden name. So uh, <laughs> she, Nancy, has been a part, a big part of our family, and we are so thankful for her. So, like she was saying, you know, I basically I've known you my whole life. Um, yep. <laughs> but I I didn't I, I don't I don't know a whole lot about what you were like as a child. So maybe tell us a little bit about what life was like for you growing up. Okay. Growing (laughs) up, uh, I was born in Mississippi, Mm -hmm. and my family traveled around and finally shopped in Houston, Texas to live. Okay. And um, I was probably about six, five or six when we moved to Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, a brand new house, you know. And... uh, it was a good childhood. We did a lot of camping, and uh, I got introduced to church when my mom got saved. My mom didn't get saved till she was in her late twenties. Okay, and because um, where she came from, there was just no church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was backwoods Mississippi. Yeah, and so, but I had a good childhood. I, you know, my, I had a rough dad, but that's okay because God brought me through it. Yeah. And um, I just, you know, I'm just a skinny, a skinny little runt. I'm not that anymore, but uh, <laughs> God has, uh, I can't even, I can't even tell you. I hope I can get through this. I'm crying. Oh. But um, I wasn't a real good girl <laughs> as a child. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was the oldest out of four. Went through school. Got into high school. Well, that's another whole story, but um, I skipped a lot of school when I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. I had this boyfriend, and I thought, I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I almost skipped the whole year. Yeah. And uh, 
didn't think my parents were going to find out. I'm thinking, what's going through my brain? (laughs) (laughs) What was I thinking? Yeah. I was so smart that I made up report cards, okay? <laughs> I was a, honey, I was a straight-A student. Well, my dad bought me a car because I was so good. They let me get a job because I was so good. So I was working at a, uh, a drugstore behind the counter mm-hmm. as a soda jerk or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. I remember one day my mama come in there. She had curlers on her hair. And she had a frown on her face. And I looked out the door. My dad was sitting in the truck. I went, oh, my goodness. So she goes, come on. I couldn't even tell the boss I was leaving. We left. I got in the car. My daddy's frowned. And we went straight to Sam Houston High School. (laughs) Because the counselor called my mom and says, when am I coming to summer school? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mother said she's a straight A student. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So we went to the counselor's office, and I'm sitting there, felt like I was fixing to be executed, you know? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And my dad called me a regular little con artist, because he made up the report cards and skipped and all that. (laughs) Well, the counselor said, actually, you're smart to make up the report cards, (laughs) (laughs) and that they believed it. Mm. So, you know... But I tell you what, after that incident, I, honey, I went to school every day. I graduated <laughs> on time. Of course, it made me go to summer school. Yeah. Made me break up with that boyfriend. So yeah. that's that. Mm. <laughs> that's <laughs> and awesome. I had siblings, little siblings below me, you know. Uh-huh. And I had to kind of watch them a lot. My baby brother, I carried him on my hip trying to babysit him sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's about it. <laughs> Nothing exciting. <laughs> no, I th- I think that's hilarious. I had no idea about the whole. You're finding out some things. I about am me. You a little know. bit of dirt on Nancy, but I'm impressed with yeah. the uh, the report cards. <laughs> hey, I would go in my room and tap on three subject little card. I cut them out of vanilla <laughs> folder. <laughs> Oh, straight A baby. Straight A student. That's all. Oh my word. <laughs> yeah, I was oh smart. Oh my gosh. Um, Nancy, how did how did you get to know my family? Because I don't remember that that whole story. So fill me in. <laughs> well, when my husband and I, my second husband, the one I'm with now, mm-hmm. we moved from Conroe to uh houston texas yeah and we moved in some radio apartments i mean ratty couldn't, yeah. couldn't afford nothing else mm-hmm. and one day <laughs> someone knocked on my window i'm like what is that i moved the curtain and it is a face you can never forget it was hubert bailey oh i looked at him and went oh my gosh he goes, put some clothes, put a dress on, girl. You got company. I went, oh, my word. I ain't seen that man in over 10 years. <laughs> so I opened up the door, and it was him and Bill Adams. Mm. They came to visit me and asked me to come to church. Man. I mean, I'd been out of church for 10 years. Wow. 10 years of my life I wasted. Mm. But <laughs> I said, okay. We'll come to church. So mm-hmm. that very next Sunday, 
me and Roy and the two boys, we just went to preach it. We ain't going to Sunday school. We ain't getting into Sunday school. I'll go to church because Brother Bailey said. Yeah. So we went to church. And this is how I met your family. Yeah. Your mom came up to me after church and said, we have a Sunday school class for adults, mm. and I'm inviting you to come. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, oh, I don't want to do a Sunday school. I do not want to do that. Yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> so the very next Sunday, I said, we're going to Sunday school, everybody. <laughs> yeah. was like loading up a herd of I don't know what. But we got to Sunday school. Hurting cats, I think, is the expression. There you go. There you go. So we got to Sunday school, and we're sitting there, and it was your mom and your dad. Mm -hmm. Your dad was the teacher, and your mom kind of was a sidekick over there, you know, joining every now and then. But that's how I met your parents. Yeah. And uh, your mom was a, uh, uh, for Temple Oaks Baptist School, she was the, uh, president of the uh, PTA or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And and so she needed a babysitter. And she mm-hmm. asked me if I'd babysit you. Oh. <laughs> While she went to that meeting, I said, okay, I guess I will. And that's the first time you ever stayed with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yes. And so that's how I met your parents. Oh. Your family. I- <laughs> it was way before JC. <laughs> <laughs> That that's awesome. I I thought for some reason that there would that you would you didn't know did you know my dad when you when you were young and attending the church? No, you didn't. But you know what? I knew your dad's dad. I remember him. Oh, and okay. I remember your aunt Beth. Oh, okay. I do not remember your dad one bit. That's funny because if you would have met him, you would have remembered him. I'm sure. Like it's it. hilarious because he doesn't remember me either. Oh my gosh, that is pretty funny. He remembers my cousin, but he don't remember me. Oh, <laughs> that was weird. That that is that's hilarious though. Um, so. At some point in your in your young life, you were introduced to to drugs. Yeah, um, I've heard bits and pieces of the story, but tell us a little bit about how that happened and okay, um, how it changed your life. Okay, uh, I had, was previously married before to my first husband. Mm-hmm. He was two years younger than me. Yeah. And uh, I got married when I was 19, mm-hmm. and he was a, uh, not a Catholic, but a, uh, uh, oh, they call it something else. I can't think of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a Baptist. Mm-hmm. We got married in a Baptist church. Yeah. But we didn't go to church. We didn't think we had to do that anymore. Yeah. And uh, I remember him wanting to buy some marijuana mm-hmm. i said what because i'd heard about it never yeah. seen it uh-huh. well all i saw when he came in was this little bitty matchbox i said that's it it had <laughs> some in it so yeah. he rolled it up we smoked it i'm like oh that's pretty good that's a weird feeling i kind of liked it <laughs> well it went from that to other things it yeah. went from that to pills i've done every kind of pill there is yeah. I've gone to cocaine. I've done crystal meth. Mm-hmm. I almost shot up heroin. That's the only thing I didn't do. Yeah. I paid for it. My first husband and I paid for it because we had, had some friends that did it. We went, man, I don't feel like that. 
So we gave them some money to get us some. Mm. And so next time we saw them, we were going to do it where we chickened out. I chickened out. I didn't want a needle in my arm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I got introduced to drugs was with my first husband. He introduced me to all of that. And uh, my life after that, I remember one, uh-oh, I remember one, um, one night we snorted some cocaine. Mm-hmm. And we'd never done it before. We didn't know what it was like. And we're laying there in bed trying to go to sleep, hanging on to each other's arms. Oh, my God. What have we done? What have we done? What have we done? <laughs> oh what have gosh. we done? We were scared. Yeah. That next morning, we got it was Sunday. We went to church and we're sitting there in church, bug eyed, all oh, weirded man. out and uh, come home. And we didn't go back to church. We mm. just did chose drugs instead, yeah. you know. Isn't forehead kids, and he he wasn't a good influence on me. He really wasn't. But I thought I was in love. Yeah. I even had a first uh, my first child with him, mm-hmm. my oldest son. He's gonna be forty four this year. Wow! But uh, all I can say about that, honey, is God had a plan. He was not giving up on me. Yeah. So, but that is how I got introduced to drugs, and they it didn't it. it didn't change my life. Yeah. I lost a lot of weight, got real skinny, smoked cigarettes like crazy. I just, I don't know. I was in another world. And you know what? I never even thought about God. In them 10 years, I never even thought about God. Wow. I didn't pray. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. It's because of the drug. Yeah. And so that's how I got introduced to drugs by my first husband. It wasn't good. <laughs> but I thought it was good, you know, yeah. until I found out later. Okay, so that's that question. <laughs> oh, well, how, you you know, you, you've shared that you, your mom was such a positive influence on you in your yes, life. she was. So she was. How, how were things with y'all's relationship during that time? My mom, uh, uh, she... You know, got us into church. It was a little Little York Baptist church. We went from there to Rittenhouse. Yeah. I don't even remember Little York, but I remember Rittenhouse. She was baptized in Little York Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Like she was in her late twenties, yeah. and um, but she made sure she made sure her four kids went to church every Sunday, whether yeah. we learned anything or not, <laughs> whether we were interested yeah. or not. Right. We went. Yeah, we went. Yeah, uh, she, my mother is a blessing to me. She really is. Yeah. You know, right now she's living with me. Mm. And all she says is, I don't want to be a bird. I don't mm. want to be a bird. And yeah. I tell her all the time, she's not. Yeah. But uh, she is the one that got me into church. It was mm-hmm. my mom. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful for that. My dad never went. I remember the day I got baptized, I was so excited. I was so excited. I was like yeah. 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. I come home and my dad's sitting in the chair reading his paper. And yeah. I told him, I said, guess what? He goes, what? I said, I got saved today. Mm-hmm. Good. And he went back to reading his paper. Oh, but you know, gosh. that yeah. was the best day of my life. Mm. And I was like 11 or 12. I was a young kid, you know. Yeah. Like my mom. That was due to my mom. Mm-hmm. She got me there, and I had teachers that brought me to the Lord. Yeah. So my mom had a big part in it. She didn't have to make me go, <laughs> but she did. Yeah. Every one of us. I 
I always admire, um, and it seems like a lot of times it's it's the the mom's influence, even despite you know, dad may not be interested in in church right. or the things you know being a, being at least actively involved in church. And I right. always have to admire these moms that are like, you know what, right? You may not you may not care a whole lot about this, but this is important for me and my family and. I'm I'm going to make this a priority and you know it's just look yeah. at the ripple effects of that. I mean generations yeah. later and you're still seeing God doing stuff from that. Yeah. My mom she even taught vacation Bible school. I got pictures of her when she taught it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone would take a picture she had all these little kids down there. Aww. But my mom was involved and you know yeah. she eventually got out of church too. Yeah. My parents ended up getting a divorce. Mm. She got out of church. Mm. Her life went to pot too. Yeah. But God has a way of getting your attention. That's all I got to say. If you belong to him, you're coming back to him. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's going to come around. Yeah. So so speaking of that, what are some ways that you saw God trying to draw you back to him? Even in those times, maybe when um, when drugs were influenced or when you were going through difficult stuff, what are some ways that you saw God starting to call you I back? Didn't. I didn't. When I finally got back to God, you want to know what brought me back to God? Yeah. When uh, we lived in Conroe, my husband got uh, unemployed. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. know what, I can't even remember it so long. Yeah, and uh, gas is fixing to get cut off, electric or something. I went, oh my God, what? That's when I said, God, God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know. I thought it was God's fault. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you letting my husband not work? Why are you letting me do without electricity or whatever? Yeah. Well, next thing I knew, we were moving into town, moving back, moving to Houston, and then ready apartments. God had his hand on me the whole time, and I didn't know it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's... But I, and when I do, was doing the drugs, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Why? I had drugs. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need God. Mm-hmm. But I did. <laughs> he showed me I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the what makes drugs so dangerous in so many ways is that it kind of numbs us to all those other things. It does. It yeah. does. You just yeah. get to where you don't think about it. Yeah, that's that's the scary thing about it and they they can have such a hold on you. So um that's you know awesome that God was able to to help you through that to get out of that. And yes. to be able to see clearly. Um, yes. So when you, you know, you talked about being, you know, trying all different kinds of things and then, um, you know, God got you out. So what, what, what was the last like straw for you with um, the drug use? Like, what do you feel like the was the last straw? Yeah. What do you think was the, what finally got you out of that? The last straw was. 
Yeah, when we lived in Conroe. Yeah. God wanted me back in Houston where Rittenhouse was. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking now. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. think that then. Yeah. But, you know, even when I moved into them apartment, I met this gal. Well, she introduced me to Crystal Meth. Mm. And I caught myself snorting that stuff, staying up on or eating it or something. I can't remember. It's been so long, <laughs> praise God. Yeah. And staying up half. All night long, smoking cigarettes, talking, blah, blah, blah. Mm. That, the last straw was, that was it. When Brother Bailey knocked on my door, I said, that is it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think I would be in church today if it wasn't for God sending Brother Bailey to my hand. I thought, how did he know I lived here? How did Uh, he know? Do you know? I don't know. (laughs) I do not know. Because I ain't even been back in Rittenhouse yet. Yeah. Oh, I think what happened, my mother lived in the same apartment complex, but across the street. Okay. And she went to visit Rittenhouse one day, and it was her mouth that told Brother Bailey that oh, uh, Nancy okay. lives over across the street. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's where it started. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, for, for those that are listening, this, this guy, Brother Bailey, um, Hubert Bailey, he was a, um, a deacon at the church, right? That was, yeah. and he, but he was just character wise, just such a humble kind, oh, yes. you know, he would be the one to come to you, but it wasn't in a scary way at all. It was, he, there right. were so many people that count him as an important part of their testimony because the way that he pursued them exactly just like exactly. a loving father would and so right. um really really I I would, amazing guy I, I i know it i remember i used to clean the church even yeah do you remember that i don't know, uh, if you remember I that. don't know if i remember that but and uh i'd hear someone complaining about something they'd say well this needs that and that needs that and i'd tell brother bailey he'd say how you doing nancy shaking your hand brandon i said yeah. brother bailey they say he goes can't please everybody. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was an awesome, awesome, awesome Christian man. Yeah. Yeah. He's long ago uh went to be with the Lord, but his you know, I use this phrase a lot, but like the ripple effects of his his yeah. life are still ongoing. Still and, rippling. <laughs> yeah. I think that he He's probably one of two people that, with my dad, I would say was the biggest influence in the way that he lives his life now as, um, you know, giving people multiple chances that have, you know, maybe hurt you before and that and being just incredibly generous. So, yeah. Right. So. Um, we attended um, that Baptist church together for many years and— you know, that's what I, that's my, so many memories there. But how do you feel like that time was important for you as a transformation in your life as a Christian? Well, I'm going to from that Sunday school class that your dad taught and your mom, mm-hmm. someone asked me to help out in the first grade class of teaching. I was just going to be a helper. I said, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, yes, you can, yes, you can. No, I can't do that. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can. It's easy. You won't be the teacher. You'll be a helper. <laughs> Are you sure I'd just be a helper? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I went from being a helper to a first grade class. Mm-hmm. 
to the teacher eventually. I'm like, okay, they're just kids. I can teach kids. I can do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It went from that to working with the youth department, the teenagers. I mean, it's just indescribable how I felt during that time. Mm -hmm. I could feel the presence of the Lord. I could feel him. I really could. And uh, uh, it was just a time of me learning. I learned so much just teaching kids. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot teaching the children. And then, uh, okay, I got to work with the youth. That's cool, too. Mm -hmm. I like that. I I just couldn't believe it in my prayer. I started praying out loud. Yeah. Did I tell you about the first time I prayed out loud? No, like prayed out loud in a group setting, you mean? Prayed out loud. I, I thought, oh my gosh, your mother said, oh, right when I got back in church, knew. She goes, you want to go to a, a, a prayer meeting? I said, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so <laughs> it was me and your mom and Beth Lopez. Mm-hmm. I looked around. I said, that's it. I didn't yeah. say that, but I thought three people. <laughs> well, that's awkward. I thought, okay. <laughs> so we all three sat on the floor and went, oh my gosh, what are we doing? I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Yeah. well, your mom prayed. And then Beth prayed. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to have to say something. Oh my God. <laughs> what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I managed to muster something out. Yeah. I can't even remember what it was. Yeah. But from that time, that's the first time I ever prayed. Mm. That's the first time I prayed in front of somebody. Yeah. The very first time. Wow. And I was nervous as a wreck. I couldn't even think of what I said. Yeah. But you know what? Through that one time, mm. the more I did it, the more comfortable I got with God. Yeah. The more I did it. And then I remember Brother Harris calling on me in the church service. I about fell out. <laughs> Nancy, at the end of church, she goes, Nancy, can you pray for us? Well, you're not going to say no. <laughs> I just bowed my head and started saying something. I can't yeah. even remember what it was. Yeah. But you know what? The more I did it, the more comfortable I became. Mm. I'm so comfortable now. Yeah. That I. Pray with my family. Everybody do that. Did that. Pray yeah. with my mom. I, I, my kids have issues. I immediately go to them and, and pray with them immediately about that. And mm. you know what? They've learned to do that. And I am so grateful. So yeah. grateful that uh, that opportunity came upon me that I could do that. Mm. I could do that. I just, <laughs> it was awesome. That's it went cool. awesome at first because I was very uncomfortable <laughs> praying out loud. Yeah. Very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I got to thinking, well, you know what? I don't, I don't care what they hear me say. Because, yeah. you know what? They ain't sending me to heaven not praying to the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one I'm talking to. Praise so God. if they want to listen, fine. If not, fine too. But yeah. that's how it is. Mm. You know, there's a couple of things that are really standing out to me as you're sharing, and one of them is for those that are listening that that don't know anything about this this church that you know we both grew up in. It was a small church, 
And one of the things that happens in smaller churches is that you can get pushed into positions pretty quickly because there's not, there's not places to hide. (laughs) There's, I know you can't hide. Right. You're spotted, baby. (laughs) Yep. And, and that, but that's good in so many ways. I feel like in a lot of ways it helped me to feel a little more competent because you just start getting, you know, hey, will you do this little thing? And it starts out yeah. kind of small. And oh yeah, you get there's a lot of empowering that takes takes place. And sometimes maybe we're pushed. We we may put someone in that position that might not quite be ready for that. But uh-huh. um, but God God gives grace in those times. And um, He just supplied me with everything I needed. I mean, I went from that to doing vacation Bible school. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. Okay, I can do that for three hours. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. And so much of your story is these little small steps along the way. Yes. And God, you know, incrementally sort of teaching you more and God showing you more of what he can do through you. Um, yes, yes. In the last few years, actually, it's been probably eight or nine years, I guess, I, um, you have been attending a house church Tell me yeah. about how that has changed your relationship with Jesus. A house church. Oh, my word. I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't think I could go to a big church. Yeah. I love my house church. I love my church family. Mm-hmm. We're also close. Yeah. But I remember uh, we started doing the Lord's Supper every single Sunday. I don't, why are we doing that every Sunday? Bill yeah. wants us to do it every Sunday. Why do we have to do it every Sunday? We're supposed to do it once a quarter. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, that's but in the Bible, know. isn't it? Do it once a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we need that. Mm. We need to be reminded constantly. Yeah. And I do it every Sunday. Every mm-hmm. Sunday we do it in our home church. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the first time your dad said, you want to uh, do the Lord's Supper? I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do the Lord's Supper? I said, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, well, pick out some verses and you talk a little bit and pray and take the Lord's Supper around everybody. Okay, I guess I can do that. <laughs> you know, that's a blessing to me now to do that, to be able to do that. Mm. I I love that. Yeah. That's a blessing to me. But it reminds me every now and then, you need to be more serious, Nancy. Yeah. You need to check yourself before you do that. Mm. Check your area in your life. What have you been doing? Blah, blah, blah. You need to ask for forgiveness before you do that. Yeah. Well, I led the Lord's Supper a couple of weeks ago at your mom's house. Mm-hmm. I barely got it out. Found all the tears and stuff. And I, I had to apologize to everybody. I said, because there's been times when I've taken the Lord's Supper, standing here, holding it in my hand, thinking of what I'm going to do later. Or did yeah. I take that out of the oven? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I yeah. had to apologize to them. I said, I am so sorry. I apologize to the Lord. Mm. But there are times that that does happen, and I don't want it to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love my home church. It has brought me so closer to my family. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love all my people there. And we all uh, are so close and I've yeah. grown. And uh, uh, the Lord just, I'm so excited that I get to have it at my house now. Mm. You know, since I've got a bunch of people out of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while, but I just have four there now. <laughs> mm. But I love a home church. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your your family, um, and I think this is important, but how do you feel like your spiritual journey, your your transformation that God has brought you through, how's how has that influenced your family? Well, well, I can always go to this prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Everybody yeah. prays now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can remember uh, trying to witness to my own father after I was a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tried to witness to him after he left my mom and remarried somebody else. And he always made fun of us. And well, I just sat with him one day and I told him we were sitting outside. Now, my brothers were there too. And we were visiting dad. And I said something about dad, just give it to God. He will take care of it. Well, he started making fun of me. Well, what's he going to do about that little kid out there when he's hungry and the wolf? I said, Dad, give it to the Lord. He mm-hmm. will take care of it. Yeah. You know, and I don't like to be made fun of like that, but yeah. I took it. I let him. I took it. I took it. Whatever he wanted to say, he was my dad, but I did try to witness to him. And now when we have family gatherings, who do they look to to pray before we eat? Wow. Nancy, where's Nancy? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the prayer person at family gatherings now. Yeah. But and they know, they know how I am about church. Mm. That's they, and I've had them tell me, you don't have to go to church to believe. I believe, well, that's fine. You don't. But yeah. if you want to grow mm-hmm. in the Lord, that's what you do. You grow. You're missing out. I want to say that so, but you're missing out. You're just missing out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they they know where I am. They always say, like my dad passed away mm-hmm. and he was cremated, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a little memorial for him. And who do you think did that? That was the hardest thing in my life to do. Oh. I had to do that. They asked me to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The Lord equipped me. I yeah. had that Bible. And I opened it up. My mother was there, too. And I even asked my mother, Mother, can you pray? Wow. <laughs> she didn't like it, but she did it. She mm-hmm. had no choice. But uh, they know how I am. And my one sister-in-law says, you, her mother was dying. And I went to visit her mother, and we're talking. And she goes, Nancy, why won't the Lord take me? Why won't he take me? I said, because he's not ready for you yet. You know, yeah. she was in that kind of pain and stuff. Uh-huh. And my sister-in-law, sister-in-law says, you always know exactly what to say. Mm. And my mother says, I don't see how you do it around here. You take care of me. You take care of Roy. You blah, blah, blah. I said, it's not me. It is not me. It's the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be me. <laughs> uh-huh. So they know. They know how I am. That's how I've changed. You know, I'm, I'm brave. I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's that's kind of an I mean that last little phrase you, I don't care anymore. It it's not I don't think that it that's totally true that you don't care but you care about something totally different. You care about their well, souls. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, you don't care I don't care what they think. Yeah, and I think that's I don't care what they think. That's so <laughs> yeah, because you know you have a higher purpose and a higher priority it's, for your life. And that's exactly to honor God. And I think that exactly, you know, this, this, you know, in the Bible, when they talk about 
um, the woman who's been forgiven much and how, um, you know, she's, she realizes what she's been given. And I think right. that, I think that makes me think of you, Nancy. I think you, you realize the transformation that God has done in your life. Oh, and, I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, there's. I wouldn't want it another way. Yeah. But there's some people that think like, um, I, I think it may have been Phil that uses this expression, but like basically that like, you know, that they were pretty good and like maybe they were an A student and God bumped them up that little bit to a hundred. And that's kind of what they right. think of their salvation. And then there's the people that were like, I was a failure until God came in. And right. um, and I think that, well, we, you know, they just really understand where they were, whereas maybe the person yeah. who thinks they were pretty good, they don't have a right understanding of of what they right. what they've done to God, you know. We've all right. We've all sinned tremendously and we've been forgiven so much by Jesus and oh god. And I just I, I don't deserve none of it. <laughs> none of us do, right? And none of it. <clears throat> I think it's it's really cool that your your family, your legacy in your family is that you are a it's not that Nancy, I mean, you are a great cook, but that's not your legacy. And your legacy is not that you are just the sweetest person because, I mean, you are those things, but your legacy is that you are dependent on the Lord. And yes. and I think that that speaks so much more um, and that has so much more lasting effects yeah. than than anything else that we can offer. And Yeah, because uh, I can control nothing. Right. I can't. Yeah, no. It's it's God is in control, you know. Mm -hmm. Bad things happen. I can't help that. I mean, yeah. give it to God. Yeah. And then I tell them, give it to God. And then I look at them and I tell them this at the same time. You tell me that when I get that way. You tell me that. <laughs> Remind well, me when I'm weak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we all need to be reminded of that. Nobody yeah. is. Yeah. Um. So... What is one, maybe you've shared a lot of ways that you've seen God's faithfulness, but maybe what's one more, one additional way that you've seen God's faithfulness in the last few years? And, you know, I'm just going to let you share whatever is on, on your heart. I've seen his faithfulness. Oh, God, so many. Which do I pick? <laughs> um, let me read it again. I wonder who's in God's faithfulness. Yeah, he's something just, that maybe in the last few years. He's need I've ever yeah. thought of, okay? Yeah. He... He, he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my uh, son, well, my grandson. Yeah. My grandson, my oldest grandson came to church with his girlfriend a couple of weeks ago. Uh -huh. So they started getting back into church, and I'm so excited. Yeah. I've seen that. I mean, when he was little, I'd bring him to church every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday, because he'd spend the weekend with Mimi. Yeah, the first grandkid, you're gonna get them all you can, you know. Yeah, and uh, he he got saved, mm -hmm. and I'm God has just been too good to me and my family. Yeah, I mean, Charlie even goes to church and he wants his kids going to church, and I'm glad about that. Yeah, and uh, Jessa was telling me, or or JC was telling me, their mom's right. been looking for them in church to get them into. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So the it's seed just, has been planted. Yeah. It just needs to grow, you know? Yeah. But God is faithful. He, he is, is faithful. He is so faithful. 
Yeah, I think that's important when you establish like yeah. church as a priority and not that that's that's everything. Obviously, we need like a relationship with the Lord ourselves, but um you know, I think that that's so important when kids when our kids see that in us. Do we make yes. this a priority? Do we make gathering together with other believers? Like you were talking about house church. It doesn't have to be going to a physical church building. But right. we do need to be gathering together with other believers and doing what the right. early church did. You know, we're reading together scripture, we're studying God's word, yeah. we're praying together and we're meeting each other's needs. And I think that I mean I I think that there's that has so much value for our kids to see that. And you know, yes. I've been through plenty of difficult things that my kids have been able to to see how the body of believers that we're a part of helped to help to meet those needs. Like God, yes. God has no one, no amount of receiving things from other people can give the peace that the Lord gives. But it also, you know, yeah. also God is faithful because when uh, Phil introduced me to ministry, going outside the church and helping others, like uh -huh. water bottle. And yeah. praying with a stranger, I thought, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I ain't never going to see him again anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> I bravened up. Yeah. I even did that. Pray with yeah. a stranger. But you know, it's easier to pray with a stranger than it is a family member. Yeah, you know it can I mean? be. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what it's been like um, going to the mission center. Oh. I love that place. Yeah. I love that place. I love those homeless people. I don't care how dirty they are or how helpless they are. I, I tell you what, because I could be one of them. Yeah. I could. Mm -hmm. But God seen past that. Mm. He says, Nancy, I want you to help them. Yeah. I go on Mondays and it is a blessing to me to be yeah. able to do something for somebody else. Yeah. And to show somebody else Jesus in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, they just, I love that place. I love volunteering at Gano. It is just a blessing to me. That's all I can say. I receive more of a blessing than those people do. Mm -hmm. But you go and you work your tail off, but that's why I'm there. Yeah. I'm not going to go just bit around chit chat, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to work and do stuff. Yeah. For some people. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I yeah. can't wait to get back in it. <laughs> I've been off of it. For uh, the summer. Three weeks. Yeah. Because the college missionaries are there, but I've been going every Monday taking food for them. Yeah. <laughs> Fixing a meal for them, you know. Uh -huh. I just, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um. So what advice would you give to maybe a Christian who's attending a church, but Maybe they're nervous to start serving or stepping up and serving. Yeah. Um, hey, just do it. That's all <laughs> I got to say. God's going to quit you. Just do it. Yeah. God will give you everything you need. Mm -hmm. If someone wants you to teach Sunday school, like I did the first time, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Well, you know what? God showed me I could. Yeah. And, uh, if you're a Christian and you, you're attending that church regularly, 
step right on up because guess what? You're serving the Lord. Mm. That's what you were doing. That's yeah. what you were there for. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think there's we're always going to have a million excuses. Yeah. But do we believe that God, you know, if, if God spoke the universe into existence and God yes. created us just by speaking it, yes, why, he did. why could he, or what would stop him from being able to, like you, just to equip us for this, to take somebody who is willing and do something great through them? And all it takes us doing is, you know, saying yes to these opportunities. And, you know, they, you know, as a testimony from you, I mean, they've, people are hearing that God transformed you through serving. Yes. I mean, I don't oh, think you goodness. would be where you are if you had, you know, been in a church where maybe you weren't asked to do that or I would, start. Yeah. I would not. Yeah. I'd be sitting back in their back row somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, it's so immense. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so easy to do. And it's I know it. And we we feel like we've we've done church because we attended and even now, I mean, it's even easier because there's so many online services. You feel like that that's church, but church yeah. is being the body of believers and um there's nothing wrong with attending church. There's nothing wrong with uh, or attending a worship service or anything like that, or even online listening to a sermon. But I don't think that's what, what Jesus wants, or, or that's not the extent of what Jesus wants for us. He exactly he wants us exactly. to see what he, yeah, see what he is able to do in and through us. And I think, I think that your story, Nancy, is so encouraging to people that maybe they feel like they're not worthy and maybe they right. feel like they're not capable of something enough. like that. Yeah, but that's, yeah. hey, it's not our goodness, enough. right? It's yeah. God's. Right. Yeah. It took me a while to learn it, but it did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you you exemplify that in so many ways, and I think that that's, that's so encouraging to so many people. And, you know, yeah. Well, thank you so much for for chatting with me today. I think that... Um, I hope people got a lot out of this because I think that you're, you know, I just, I love that you're so willing to just share anything and you have I, such a heart for ministry. I do. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. I enjoyed it, Stephanie. What a powerful testimony of God's ability to transform lives. Nancy is someone that is known for serving others and teaching them about the Lord, and I cannot think of a better legacy to leave behind than that. Thanks so much for listening today. I pray that it was an encouragement for you. If you love The Faithful Podcast, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help others find the podcast so that it can be a blessing to them. And while you're there, remember to hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find me on Instagram at Faithful Podcast or at faithfulpodcast.podbean.com. Have a great week and remember to stay faithful, friends.